Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, 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 our listening audience. How are you? And I just talk radio. Another fabulous week with my ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, I got a cold. You know, you have a cold in New York. Yeah. I have a a cold down south. It's something that's just sort of rushing across the country. I think my mom has a cold in Chicago. And uh, so we're going to try to push through it. We're going to not let our... Oh, our stuffiness, uh, hopefully, drown the show down a little bit. But uh, we're going to keep our energy up really high. So, ladies, what's on the platter for today? What's at the table? What's what's on your mind? What's happened this week? I think it was a very long week with Kanye West. Um, that poor Just baby. all that he has going on and uh, going to the White House and then traveling on to Africa to complete his uh, album or his CD or whatever you call all these music projects now. And the, uh, you know, interesting thing about Kanye is that Tina and I had an opportunity to meet and work with Kanye a couple of years back. Uh, we developed a relationship with Kanye f- and for our client, which was Hennessy Cognac at the time. And we had a great experience with Kanye. I think we worked on two or three projects with him for the Hennessy brand, and we had a great experience. So to we watch what's happening. too. Yeah, mother. we also... Just a great uh, lady. Great right, lady. right. Had a great, great, great uh, experience with both of them and Kanye's team. And so for us to see what's happening now and Kanye unraveling, uh, it's just difficult well, to watch. What if, what if he's not unraveling? See, I th- I'm on the fence with it, right? And, and so, yep, he suffers from depression, and yes, he it, it said he's one of the spectrums of bipolar. Okay, but we don't know which. It doesn't mean he's mentally ill, like he can't comprehend. It depends on, I don't know the depth of his issues. But how about he's just really a Republican and really, really love Donald Trump? And that doesn't make you mental ill. It's just your political choice. Because he speaks as, I mean, he speaks equally as passionate and And the magnitude of the oddness of that he has given Donald Trump is Donald Trump other followers. I think Kanye is just a stone cold Republican. Um, He loves Donald Trump. And I I'm not I was up until last week. I was like, okay, maybe Conway Kanye's depression has blurred his his decision making but the fact is he's very clear and exact about why he likes Donald Trump and he he's equally that the list is as equal as everyone else so I'm just saying what if the fact is it's not him unraveling what if the Joker just is a Donald Trump fan and a stone cold Republican and and while most of us in America aren't very satisfied because we want other issues at the table too. Just what if? What do you think about that? You know, Kanye's been in the public eye for a long time, and I have never heard Kanye talk about Donald Trump before Donald Trump was president. When Donald Trump was in New York and on 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 um, The Apprentice and whatever else he was doing in New York, I never 
heard Kanye publicly say he had a great admiration for Donald Trump or that Donald Trump was a father figure to him. Yeah, but people so, need to change their parties. Remember, I, Donald Trump was a Democrat yeah, at one time, and he I changed the Republican. I don't have a I don't have a problem with Kanye supporting Republicans if that's what he feels. But uh, all of a sudden now, um, Donald Trump it means that much to him. He's a father figure to him. Never heard that before. I mean, this is new. And and he said himself he's not taking his medication. I think it's his manic behavior. I think, I think it's all of it, maybe. Huh? Yeah. How about that? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think about Lady, but but look at Lady Gaga. I mean, Lady Gaga revealed that she, I mean, she has one of the worst cases of bipolar, bipolar and depression, and you know, it's it's really sad at that talent level, and that all the things money can buy. But the fact is, she said her down days are so down. And how she completely wants to remove herself. But it's very interesting. She's not, you know, she's not, um, she's, she doesn't take any stand politically. I mean, she shared what she does. She doesn't think is nice or right or that she doesn't believe in. But she really is on a strong regimen about getting healthy. And I really love that about her. And she's in such a position to influence so many others. I think she got engaged this week. Um, but she's another very public figure suffering from mental illness she just well, calls it outright she calls it mental illness done yeah it's it's mental something health. that's real it, it's almost like being a functional alcoholic or drug addict it's there are many of us you know within our own circles and communities that suffer from depression maybe so much not clinical not where we need medication but there are days that just put you down and you have to try to fight to, you know, maintain some level or semblance of, you know, civility and, and, and um, you know, lucidness and not appear, you know, to be manic, things of that nature. And it's, I think it's maybe just part of human nature. I think in but, Kanye's... But you know what I- Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, in Kanye's case, I think he's such a genius in so many respects that he he walks that really fine line, and sometimes he finds it hard to articulate what's you know what's really going on. I remember Michael Jackson saying one time he could hear every single instrument in his head, you know, and just trying to put it all down was you know was kind of you know challenging, um, and then. Kanye could also be as as crazy as a fox because his wife has a platform. It's a good platform in terms of getting, you know, those who do not deserve to be incarcerated out of jail. And she needs that president to help her, um, you know, accomplish that goal. And him kissing up might be a, a way to help. And, you know, there's so many ways of looking at, you know, is he as crazy as we think he is? And or is he crazy at all? You know, is he just, you know, smarter th- than what he may appear to be? So there's a lot of to just put out on the table and think about, but none of us are, you know, professionals. <laughs> but yeah, depression is, p- depression is real. And, and, you know, for those of them who admit to it, you know, we have to, you know, pat him on the back and lift him up. Right. Everybody needs support. But mm-hmm. he's in uh, Africa now, I guess, I think Angola. And uh, he did a great sneaker giveaway to the kids. So I'm sure they were excited about that. And, um, you know, maybe he'll get some time out of the public eye. Well, here's the deal. I, I don't want to talk about Kanye's wife in it because I think she has nothing to do with this And when I, when I discuss 
a conversation about him and what their strategy is. Um, I just know this. When people suffer from depression, there are people around you that know it. It's impossible to hide. And if there's this crack of a moment, I've lived with a person that suffered from every level of depression on two or three different occasions, and it's impossible not to see. And so if you know that your family is out there, they're acting odd, people, please, I'm begging of you, be the human people that we were put here to be. It's our obligation. And if you're a spiritual person, the scriptures say it, stop giving family members and friends a pass card when their brain's not working right. Trust me, it will come back and bite you in the butt because these are our loved ones. And if we don't step in and open our mouths, put our egos, I'm going to go there, drop those cotton picking, filthy, dirty, tired little egos and what people are going to think and help each other. Please help each other because if you don't help them now, you're going to be dealing with a major medical expense and tragedy later. All right. So that's my that's what I wanted to just sort of spit out there and say it as hard as I could, but as loving as I can, because enough is enough. You know, when I think about the Kanye's and I think about um, uh, people like Lady Gaga getting out there and saying, look, we have a mental health problem. Um, I know I had read something years ago and they said probably six out of every four people are suffering from mental health at one point or another. What happens is some of us have a strong support system. We crawl ourselves out of it. We follow up with the doctors. We're relentless. But mental health, when the mind is not working right, nothing else does. So you can't hide it. It's impossible to hide. I don't care how brilliant you are. It's going to it's going to play itself out. And so there's my passionate plea to our listening audience um, don't take it lightly. Don't pass the buck. Be accountable for your family members. I've heard people say, well, you know, she's going to have to get help. How do you expect a person with mental health to go out there and, and find help by themselves when they're having a problem thinking? So there's, there's my, um, there's my, my cry to the world. Hey, hey guys, how about this polio thing or possible new form or strand of polio? Did you guys read about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very scary. Um, they really don't have any idea what what brings this ailment on. I, but I believe it has a name now. I, I caught like the tail end of a news report, and I believe the condition has a name. But the uh, doctors don't have any idea what brings this on. Very scary. Uh yeah, I know. I co-host just called her. She's going to be calling in shortly. Um, you know, that polio, my father had one of these strands and had complications as a child. I ended up wearing leg braces as a child. My entire life, I've had leg pain. And, you know, when people, even when I'm laughing, I'm in leg pain. Um, I've had a knee replacement, cannot have the other replacement. That's a whole nother. So, so this is so traumatic when you're in that space. People don't realize when you can't move. Man, I think about if someone came after me, you know what I mean? Like if I was in a parking lot, I like I can never run. Or people will say to me, Tanya, why don't you jog? I can I Latanya Jr. can never jog. My my body won't hold me. And so I hope that we're working overtime. It took us some time to find um a, a cure, I should say, for polio or whatever um, medicine that they use to to, to solve that issue. So I hope with, that wherever there's fundraising for that starting, let's, let's sort of jump on board 
and get it. Hey, you know what I what I um, thought was fascinating? Yesterday I was watching CBS News, my for- favorite news in the morning. Mine too. Uh, is it yours? Yeah, um, did, yeah, I love did it. You, did you see the wonderful book about habits? And there's this, there's this, um, I, I have books by this author, but I hadn't, hadn't really explored the depth of it. And the bottom line is, I kept thinking, well, your intentions are critical to everything you do. But the fact is, habits control us, right? And I, yes. I, and I think it's called Atomic Habits. That's what it's called, Atomic Habits. And think about it. If you, everything we do is attached to a habit for the most part, right? We get up, we choose to eat first or brush our teeth first or so on, et cetera. But if you decide you want to change your life, if you want to change the way you do things or change the way you think, you're going to have to change your habits. And so he, this book it was bringing out, and I'm going to post this on our Facebook page and I'm going to fo- post it on um, our website. So the book is really helping you How do you change something very, very small every day? Because changing something every day, very, very, just a tiny little habit, the adjustment of the outcome, right? So if you're drinking soda, what happens? You decide, I'm not going to drink a can. I'm going to drink a half a can. Well, that's going to affect your diet, your diabetes, or whatever other health concerns that you have. And so I went and ordered about six of these books. I'm going to give them away to family and friends. But I just thought it was such a fascinating book. I would love to have this particular um, author on the show somehow, uh, but talking about habits. So saying that, give me, um, hey, Tony, you got a habit you want to share with me? What's a habit you'd like to change? Oh, my God. Mm. I don't, don't know. Don't tell me you're okay. perfect, Tony. Don't tell me no, you're perfect. No, I just, you know, it's funny. You don't think of what you do every day as a habit. Um, boy, it's... You don't have... Really? Tony, how about you? I think of one that's a habit. That was Tony. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. You know, actually, and Santa Rogers, our producer, is going to get me on this because she's saying, make those ladies announce who they are because their voices are the same. <laughs> and it's the people, same to me. I've known them for over 15 years. The voices the sound time. the same to me also. And then the well, names being both starting with a T is very confusing. Okay, so, so here are some habits. That, these uh-huh. are good habits. So, and, uh, and so I'll start with the habits. I have a habit that I could not go to sleep with a dish in a sink. I literally am uneasy. I yeah. must have every dish, yes. no matter how I'm feeling, same and, here. and I'll have to get out the bed. And so I have this thing where before I go to bed, I get back up. I checked my sink. I know there's no dishes, but I, before I get in the bed, I get out the bed. I walk through my house to make sure there is no glasses, cups. You've been to my home. You know, my home is spotless. And then I go back and check the sink and then I go back to bed. I don't know, well, that, but it's just a habit. Is that something I mean, that came from your parents? This is Tony. My is father. Something that came from, my father. Yeah, it, it my came father, from my mother. My yeah, mother. My, fa- your mother did, my father would be, yeah. you know, on tour. He would come yeah. in at 3 o'clock in the morning, a tour bus arrived. There was a dish in the sink. He was like, get up, wash that dish. Wash oh. that, no dishes in my sink. And I appreciate that because you, you can only imagine if you got six kids and I, if everybody leaves a cup or if everybody leaves their shoes around. But yeah. you know what? Here's a habit I'd like to start. I'd like to start a change diet habit because I know, and the doctor that is, she's going to be joining us in a minute. um, She gave me a very, I mean, the best bedside manners I had ever experienced. I wish that everyone um, had Dr. Nisha Sandra Strobos as, as I've had that experience, 
because the authenticity and her honesty and how she was tough on me, but she knew I can handle it. And it was such a brilliant, smart, caring, loving, thoughtful, tough that, you know, I've always thought I don't have a bad eating habit. I don't eat, you know, candy and chips and things like that. And she was like, nope, you need to lose the weight. I'm telling you, and it's going to make you feel better. It's going to do that and that. And everything she told me, I was such a beast. I was such a beast about it. I wanted to show up to her office whenever I had to have my um, many, many, many checkups because I had su- had a, a, a critical suffering issue. Um, and she, I wanted to make her proud. Can, can you imagine having a doctor that you want to make proud because they've given you so much and have been so thorough and uh, that all I could do is make sure I wanted to make my doctor th- proud because I didn't want her to think that all of right. that hard work that she had put and, right. you know, had, had shared and given me and bedside manners that was in vain. And that right. it was my level of saying how much I respect her for what she does and what she well, do and all you, that kind of you, stuff. This is Tony. Could you pass that diet sheet on to me? I will take it. When you feel accountable to somebody, it's, uh, it's really um, a special thing when you feel accountable to somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you if your doctors don't hold you accountable and things like that, I'm going to tell you, change your doctor. I mean, that's I, I mean, you're, I, I know a lot of folks will be changing because I've, I've had people say, Tanya, I've never had that kind of bedside manner. I've never had that kind of, you know, enormity of thoughtfulness and, 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 and brilliance all in one. And I said, well, you know, you can change your doctor because that's what I'm going to say. But we'll see what the doctor says. We're going to be going to a break in about three minutes and then we're going to come back with the doctor. But I think what I'm going to do is why don't I. Why don't I start her introduction? How about that? Yeah, that'll be great. You know, she does so many amazing things. And you try to pronunciate, um, well, we got one minute till break. No, I think I'll wait till after break. Uh, I'll finish. Hey, um, hey, Tina, do you have a habit? Yeah, I was going to say real quickly, um, it's not so much I have habits. I've I've kind of broken out of bad things over time. um, Really? Which is a good thing. Yeah. I'm very serious. You are a stinker, Tina. (laughs) (laughs) But this is this is what I'm trying to do is add some new habits, and that includes I'm trying to learn a new word every day. I'm also trying to use the Check hand page. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm also trying to use the hand that I don't use very often, which is my left hand. So I'm I'm beginning. I I I'm eating with it more often. I'm using it to clean up. I'm um um writing with it. Okay. Do you have a habit to be nicer every day? I have, I, I, each and every day I pray <laughs> that God makes me a better person, makes me a better person to, you, are sweet. you know, to treat, to treat those, you know, as well as I would like to be treated, you know, and if I really have a habit, I'm a clean freak, a clean freak. And I go, I go into people's houses and I clean. And I, I appreciate you know, it. You've come to my house and cooked and cleaned up. <laughs> they don't I, ask I mean, me to, but I just do yeah. it. <laughs> and let me tell you a Sweaty. really great habit she has. When Tina, when you invite Tina to your home, she brings her own groceries. It is the weirdest <laughs> thing. You open your refrigerator and there's milk. You say, I don't drink milk. And whose I'm butter enough. is that? And she's like, well, I don't want to be a bother. I was like, why be a guest if you can bring I your own groceries? <laughs> yeah, but I like it. But I like it. I have to tell you. I was like, girl, you can come anytime. I gave her a key. <laughs> so we're going to get ready for a break. And then we're going to come back with the phenom, the incomparable, 
Dr. Nisha Sandra Strobos, and she's the chief cardiologist at J- Johns Hopkins Bayview Medical Center. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it before she joined our roundtable, and um, and she shares some wisdom with us. How about that? Sounds great. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age. From relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. Thank you for listening in. You know, we got 150 plus to 60 countries out there in our universe connected to this show. And I want everyone to sort of lean in because this is a subject matter that affects every human being on the planet. Um, and, and that is heart disease prevention and treatment for women and, and cardiovascular and, and cardiology, all of it, all of it. And I don't want to go down this whole long list and mess it all up. And so I'm not going to do a whole lot of talking here, but I want everyone to really focus on our guests today um, and share this information as we say, each one teach one. What you learned today, we're going to give you some tips, some ideas of, of of what you should be doing. I'm going to let Nisha lead that. But we have Dr. Nisha Sandra Strobos, and she is the chief cardiologist at Johns Hopkins Bay uh, Medical Center. Um, she's a master. She's an acclaimed teacher. She's written over 230 studies. Uh, and she was, on, um, she was a previous chair of the American Heart Association on National uh, Basic Life Support and Subcommittee. And I can go on and on and on. And she speaks many languages, and she's traveled the world, and she loved dogs. And she's one of the most amazing people I know. But I want to just say this, 
And that was, I had a medical emergency from a knee replacement. And I really credit her. She'll say she didn't save my life. There is no doubt in my mind without, of course, the heavenly um, uh, leader of the planet, our spiritual leader of the planet. uh, But um, clearly it was Nisha's uh, enthusiasm and and confidence and that gave me such a will and, and that I, I really believe it's why I'm here today. It is really why I'm here today. Since then, I wouldn't let her go. I fell madly in love with her. She's my bestest, bestest, bestest friend. I get all choked up. Um, and, and I respect her dearly. And so let us just um, open our hearts, our minds, and our and our ears, and let's take a listen and, and to the wisdom that Dr. Nisha Sandra Strobos. Welcome to the show. Yay! Good morning, everyone. Did I talk too much? I was. Well, I was uh, like, wow, so you said so many wonderful <laughs> things. I was wondering who you were talking about. But I you. really appreciate all those great things you said. And I'm alive because my of you. Privilege. <laughs> it's my privilege well, to to be a doctor because it is such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to connect with people from all over the world, uh, from all walks of life, and it's made me so much of a better human being. And it is fair to say that I absolutely love my patients. Yeah. We, and we you should have reason. a doctor. You should have a doctor who you know loves you and is there for you. But it's a tough love kind of situation. They're not going to mollycoddle you. They're going to call you out when you need to be called out. <laughs> Memories. Hey, 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 Dr. Nisha Strobo, uh, Sandra Strobos, how do you like to, for us to approach you? Would you like to say Dr. Nisha or is it Nisha? How's Dr. Dr. Nisha? Strobos? Dr. Nisha is great or Nisha is fine. Whatever is, that, is fine. We like Dr. Nisha. So, so here's where we are today. We all, Tina and Tony and I, we've all chatted and they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to ask her this and that. I would first like to say, where, what should the average human being, where should we be in regards to thinking about our health care and our approach to this health care? Because one of the biggest problems most of my friends have is if anything goes wrong, who's going to be there for us? And how do, how, how do we really play this preventive game? We're all into this, you know, how do we slow things down or what should we be doing? That, I think that's a better question. What should the average human being should be doing right now about their health? Well, that is such a a brilliant and deeply important question. The people who succeed in their health are those who take ownership and recognize that healthcare is not unidirectional. It's not that you will go to the doctor and the doctor will tell you X or will give you such and such a medicine. It is, I will partner with my doctor. My doctor may educate me. And you don't necessarily even have to go to a doctor to get that education. So let's just back up. And I know that you are heard in so many wonderful countries, which is great. But at least in the U.S. and in most of the Western countries of this world, the leading cause of death and disability is atherosclerotic heart disease, um, which means basically coronary vascular disease, disease of the blood vessels, and the blood vessels are a continuum. What's in the brain is often in the heart, is in the neck, is in the belly. So if you have 
a problem in one area, it is only a question of time before you will get a problem in the other area. So if if atherosclerotic heart disease is the leading cause of death, um, is it preventable? And what are the sort of the big triggers for it? Well, the first thing is it runs in families. So as I learned from my mentors, the first thing you got to do is you got to choose your parents. And everybody will <laughs> nod when I say that. And then it's like, oh, how do I choose my parents? Well, you don't. Okay. But it becomes really important as much as you can to know the family history. And this came home to me in spades when we were amongst the first to test this very powerful clot-busting drug uh, that works for heart attacks called tissue plasminogen activator. And the third patient we got was this 34-year-old, absolutely darling uh, gentleman. He was a construction worker, and he was a smoker. And that's about it. And I said, what about your parents? He said, well, what about my parents? I said, what can you tell me? What can you tell me about their health? And he says, I can't tell you anything. So I thought he was being maybe just a little difficult. And then I said, well, why can't you tell me something about them? He says, I don't know. I was adopted. So it really becomes important to know your family history as much as you can. So especially when we live in this society of migration and what have you, find out. Find out what your parents have. Find out what your grandparents had. So once you've uh, selected your parents, which I know you have done with great skill, there are several biggies that we know are the bad things. One is obesity. The other is tobacco. Tobacco is huge is huge. High blood pressure, diabetes. These are about four of the most cardinal things that you have to think about along with a high cholesterol. Now, when you think about this, there are many people, there are many people who will be born with diabetes, so it'll develop early in life and they have no say in the matter almost. And but that is the minority. The bulk of people who will develop it are type 2 diabetics, which is adult onset, which happens later on in life. And we know that there are many things that are going to nudge this along, but a lot of it relates to weight, inactivity, um, and other such things, and the diet that we have. So... Think back to what your grandmother and what your great-grandmother and what your great-grandparents would do. Hunters, gatherers did not have diabetes. Uh, They were not obese. You know, when you look at those cave drawings, did anybody have a big belly on them? No. No. And, you know, you would walk miles. You would walk miles to get your food, and you would walk miles to get back. Um. And so that one of the things that we have done, we have created a lot of what we have. So what's the bad news? The bad news is atherosclerotic heart disease occurs for many reasons, but the fundamental uh, flaw is that there is a plaque um, that forms on the inside of a blood vessel. So how does a plaque form? A plaque forms over time, 
and it can occur as early as in the late teens. And we know this because... Really? Oh, yeah. The late teens? Well, there was really? Late teens. There were studies that were done on soldiers that died in the Korean War. Um, these were, and everybody got an autopsy, no matter what you died of. It was part of a um, military-funded study. And many of these youngsters who died tragically serving their country were in their, you know, 18, 19, early 20s. And there was a substantial incidence of small plaque. But there was plaque. So think of, you know, have you ever looked, any of you ladies ever looked inside one of these old pipes that comes out of a house that's been there oh, yeah. where you're renovating? And they're all corroded. Yeah. It has yeah. calcium that, around that's, it. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's crud. Call it whatever you want to call it. But that's really what happens to blood vessels over time. And um, one of the biggest agencies that has worked not only nationally, but worldwide to educate people is the American Heart Association. And I've had a privilege uh, to be a volunteer for them for the longest time. And there are many, many things that one can do, but really there's, it really boils down to uh, simple steps, and the AHA has put this out, and, and I'm not going to steal their thunder, but it's the simple seven. And these are simple strategies that you can do. And you, one of the things that one of your colleagues was saying is how you know, she learned how to use her left hand. Let's build exercise into our lives. So when you go to the grocery store and you're parking your car, where do you park? Do you park closest to the store or furthest from the store? No, because furthest. you taught me to park furthest. Exactly right. I told you to park, park furthest, but, you know, you're jockeying to park close by. The way you build exercise into your life, you put that car at the other end of the car park because you're going to be walking further. <laughs> Elevators are bad things. You don't take them. You trudge up the steps. Now, you can say, well, I work on the 10th floor. Okay, go up two flights and then take it. And right. then after a month, you go up three flights. So it is, there are so many opportunities for exercise in our daily lives that we just don't do. Um, going up and down the steps in your own house is extremely important. Hold the banister and go up and down the steps. Don't say, oh, I don't have to take these clothes back up again. Yes, you do. Just take them back up again. Get your butt up those steps. So, so exercise is really important. Diet cannot emphasize that more. So I'm holding my patients to the same accountability that I am holding myself, which is over the holidays, and all my patients love me and yet hate me, they have this edict. You are not allowed to put on even an ounce over the holidays. And they look at me and they said, really? And the answer is, yeah, <laughs> really. Really. Because... One of the things is that you have uh, food everywhere in an office setting at home, and it's supposed to be okay because it's the holidays. No, it's not all right. You know, I didn't get the memo. It's not all right to put on weight. So the, what I find is I just don't keep the stuff in my house. And if I don't have it in the house, I can't eat it. Um, but if you keep it in the house and you buy it, 
well, then put it somewhere that it's not accessible easily. And you're going to have to, like, climb on something to get it. But diet is critically important. Fresh fruits, vegetables. You're going to save money. You're going to Uh, save much more money than opening cans and opening pouches of food and sticking them in the microwave. I I love that. You know, I wanted to um, just reiterate uh, how you had shared that if you have one thing that something's attached to something else, that's attached to something else. And so that's that space of if you don't respond at that first warning then it's just, it, it knocks other things, other things out of whack, right? That's what you were really, this. I'm saying it in layman's, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so when something's not right, get it, jump on it soon because it's everything else is attached. But you know what else I, I loved what well, you talked about? How you love your patients, and and it's not going to be really melly kind. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough love, but and find a, a doctor that have that level of care or interest. But doctor, what do you do? Because I've been in that waiting room, and and I've what do you do? And I have even family members, and sometimes I'm very disappointed that they just assume they go to the doctor and it's a magic bullet, or you know, I'll just go to the doctor and they'll fix it. And what? How do? How are you? doctors handling that kind of behavior? Because I see more of that. You know, I often have to show up and be the best patient I can be because I want doctors to know I'm not that other patient. I'm going to be the good one. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to do some research. Um, Do you remember when I met you, you walked in and you said who you were and I said, yeah, yeah, wait till I research you. Do you remember that comment I made to you? I do. I do. And it's like, (laughs) you looked at me like, something bad to do. (laughs) I said, what's your name again? Because I'm going to, I have my computer and a hospital bed where, where I'm sitting there with blood clots. Um, I was like, nope, every doctor that comes in this this room, I'm going to know everything about that doctor. And um, I, For me, I think that's when we made our connection. <laughs> you were like, this little, this little young nut. So how, how are you doctors handling the weight of those patients that are doing the right thing and the patients that choose just not to? So a lot depends on education. Um, I think many people don't realize what they need to do. So you, uh, that is the doctor, or an associate of the doctor, a paraprofessional, has to sit down and educate them. And you actually have to spend time and tell the patient what they need to do. I discuss recipes with the patient. We talk about how are you going to make your greens, how are you going to fix your chicken. And there is good data that shows that advice on lifestyle, when it comes from a doctor, carries far more weight and is much more likely to result in a change in behavior than when it comes from written material or a paraprofessional. So your doctor has got to talk to you about it. They have to talk to you about walking about smoking cessation, and they have to really be engaged with you. Um, I actually give out uh, verbal, and sometimes we actually give out really uh, stick-on stars, and it's, it's, it's sort of a cutie pie joke we have, and I will have patients say, do I get a gold star today? And it's like, <laughs> a gold star Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me, look, let me look. Well, you didn't put on any weight, and that's the first step for losing weight, and you're not smoking. 
Um, so, yeah, yeah, maybe how about half a star? Can we agree on half a star? But I, 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 just, is, I just love that. We're going to go to break shortly. We're going to have to go to break, and I don't mean to cut you off, but they've sent me a little email, a little text that says, try to get it, you know, go to break. But we're going to go to break. And when I come back, I want to talk about critical care. You and I've had that conversation. Um, I just want to shift the gears a little bit and talk about critical care because that's where we're not trying to go. Because if you go there, you're in really deep trouble. Right, doctor? Right. And uh, one message, never smoke. There is no reason to smoke. Smoking is poison. It is not chic. It is not elegant. It right. isn't trendy. It's stupid. Yeah, no, I don't even let people in my home to they can't smoke. People, I, I just it'll never happen. You'll never come to my home and say hello. Can I smoke? Not, not on my watch. But I appreciate that. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back with Dr. Nisha. And thank you so much. We're loving this conversation. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Not Just Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Nisha Chandra Strobos, and uh, we're all talking about health healthcare, how to approach your doctor, how a doctor should be approaching you, um, some of those um, critical issues. And just to remember, and I think one of the big lessons is absolutely stop smoking if you're smoking, as the doctor shared. And just know if you don't get one thing fixed, it's going to attach itself to a couple other things, and it throws other things out of whack. 
So just get your butts to the doctor and get healthy and read and do your research. And I'm going to take her advice and exercise, exercise and park as far as I can away from parking and all that great advice. But take the stairs. I, take the stairs. Work in your yard. I, I really bought several acres recently. And that was my strategy. I wanted to use my yard as my exercise platform. But, you know, we were going to go to critical care. And then in the middle of the break, I thought about since so many people suffer, Tony, Tina and Dr. Nisha from diabetes and high blood pressure. Right. You know, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head about it and it around it. And, and some are born with it because of our parents that we chose. Darn it. But on the flip side, how do we approach this? This disease is taking us out as as it's taking us out. I can I can name three or four family members that have diabetes or high blood pressure. I've had uh, a member that recently is on dialysis and has had amputation in my family. And when we tell you we tell them we love them. And what what how do we do this, Dr. Nisha? How do we approach this diabetes and approach this high blood pressure? Because the fact is if they don't get it in order or if we don't help get it in order, they're going to end up in critical care, um, which is or, or something like that one day. And it gets very costly. It's emotional tasking. tasking. So what do we do, Dr. Ignisha? What advice can you give us? So I think there are two approaches. Uh, one is uh, awareness and prevention. And both the AHA and many other Organizations are doing a lot with education and prevention and screening. Um, And the second is going to be adequate, timely treatment. It is important to remember that diabetes um, is a surrogate for atherosclerotic disease. And atherosclerotic disease is... What is that? hastened. Excuse me? What is that? I don't know. I've never heard that before. What is it? Ask... What is that disease? Atherosclerotic heart disease is uh, a, a disease where the blood vessels get clogged with cholesterol deposits. Oh. It's what is generally labeled as heart disease, but it's really atherosclerosis. It's systemic atherosclerosis, the commonest cause of why people have heart attacks, why they have strokes, why they lose limbs. And um, it is the common denominator for the leading cause of death. So, Dr. Nisha, when you meet, I have met people that, at, that are in a critical state with diabetes and will wake up in the morning and eat cake or have a, a, a glass of soda. And I'm thinking, are they depressed? Is, does depression, manic depression or some kind of depression plays along with this disease that's why they can't get out of this really bad, these habits and behaviors that are affecting this disease. Because there's just so many people that think, oh, my mom said to me the other day, I said, Ma, when you have diabetes, you're not supposed to eat that. And she, we were talking about another relative. And she said, but no, they can eat a little. And I said, where do you guys make these rules up? So is there, a, does depression travel along with these diseases? Why it's difficult for people to, to wrap their head and heart around it and be accountable and do the right thing? You know, that's a, that's a really important and a very thoughtful question because, you know, what is the cause of depression? And is it chicken egg or egg chicken? And, when, and diabetes is not a single organ disease. It's a multi-organ disease. So if you do have diabetes, 
it is very important to be at a center uh, or with a doctor who understands this, and they are checking your eyes, and they're checking your kidneys, and they're making sure you don't have nerve damage, and they're on top of controlling your blood sugar. But part of controlling your blood sugar to make it easier, it's pure, simple arithmetic. The less you take in, the less you are going to have to fight to control because your body is not being able to control it. Um, So don't keep putting sugar in your system. And when a person has multi-system disease or when somebody has a major diagnosis, it is very depressing. And there are multiple responses. Some people, when they are faced with this news, will get depressed. Others will say, bring it on. I can deal with it. And hopefully the third is more pragmatic. They go through this phase of, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. But then they sort of pull themselves up by the bootstraps and they say, I can do this. And then you partner with your healthcare providers. You find yourself a team that's going to take good care of you. And, um, and you get the care that you need, but a lot of that is going to come from you. And is there depression? There's depression when people are not engaged. And depression causes people not to be engaged. So clearly, it is a vicious cycle, and your healthcare provider needs to be uh, aware that this is an important thing to look out for, and um, and so that the patient has to buy into getting well. Uh, you know, we're going to close in about four minutes, but that's that's um, that's what I wanted to hear, and I hope the listening audience um, sort of replay the show and really hear those because she really broke Dr. Nisha broke those in steps for you. She she talked about accountability right there with diabetes and that's also with high blood pressure and any disease and then working. Remember your doctor is your partner. Your doctor is your partner. You both have a responsibility there for the doctor to educate you and you do ed- educate yourself. But here's the problem most of us have, especially all of my friends that didn't get married. If we have an emergency, a medical emergency, how important is it that we have someone that is alive, that understands clearly what we want and how we want to be treated if we're not conscious? How important is that? Because I know so many people just assume I'll go to the doctors and they'll do what they do and I'll, I'll wake up and it's fine. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how important it is for us to have a a friend, a family member, or whomever we're going to have to make sure they speak for us on our behalf? Um, I think it's critically important. Um, and I would, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd put it somewhere between an 8 and a 9. But even more important is for the individual to make their feelings known on paper and have a living will and have an, what is called advanced directives. And you can go to websites, and there are standardized forms you can download. But, you know, there are catastrophic illnesses that can occur. And you don't have to be 70 years old. Um, I had a 25-year-old patient who was in hospital with us for um, two and a half months. He's doing fine now, but he came in with a cardiac arrest, and he'd been perfectly fine writing poetry. And he had a cardiac arrest at age 25. So there are three ways that you can do this. Number one, you have somebody who you know well 
and who you trust and who you believe can adequately speak for you because you have spoken to them. This is not some telepathic communication. You have given them instructions because you have thought about this and you have said, you know, hey, Jimmy, if something happens to me uh, and and I, I can't make my decisions and if they say I'm brain dead, this is what I want. I do not want to be on a ventilator for six months. I do not want to have feeding tubes or I don't mind. You do everything it takes. I want to live. But you have the right to make that decision. You can put it down on paper. You can explain that to someone who is very close to you. Um, And if you don't tell anyone about it, uh, and if you haven't written it down, then the law, and we, I live in Maryland, the law stipulates the sequence of people that I will go through to turn to to get that advice. And uh, let me throw out another really interesting study. That we have about done. a minute. We have about a minute. So make it. So let this, us, was yeah. really, this was really cool. So they looked at patients who were admitted with critical illness and they talked to the patient with a scenario and they talked to that healthcare designated person and the congruence of answers was 50%. So oh, really? It is, yeah. So it's really important. This was an NIH-funded study. So if you have a healthcare surrogate, uh, what is called a durable power of attorney for healthcare they are not telepathic. Communicate They're not telepathic. Communicate. I'm going to wrap this up because we're going to shut this show down. We used every minute, and thank you for listening to Not Just Talk uh, Radio. And we thank, thank, thank Dr. Nisha Sanja Strobos. And listen, go online and look her up. And if you want to contribute to um, um, to Bayview Hospital, um, they have wonderful programs and, and studies that they have on, D- dig in your pocket, help some of those studies out there, um, do something for the good doctors so we can get send a message to those doctors that need, we need to get on board. <laughs> in, in any case, Nisha, we love you and we thank you. Thanks and, so much. Thank you uh, so much. Advice. Yeah, you'll have to we come look, back again. Um, happy to come back anytime. Thank you for okay. what you do. Thank you for educating everyone and everyone go out there, exercise, don't smoke, Get rid of those sweets. Forget about sodas, and you're on the road to recovery. Thanks Thank so you. much. Beautiful. No more soda. I'm going to clean Bye-bye. out my refrigerator well, right now. She didn't say no wine, though. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell my patients you've got a quota. It's good for one glass of wine per day, and you oh, cannot Lord. save up your quota coupon. Um, oh and have I'm so in. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Listen, you guys take it easy. Thank, Thank you right. for having Bye me. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 